schnurz. For the last time, what? What year is it? Herman. I should have done something by now. Hermie. Give me a sign, oh Lord. I am as your servant Moses, though I won't work half as cheap. Recording. I have time. All right, everybody, welcome into the podcast. We're Matt and Bob. We're here to pod. You're listening to the Analysis. Um, in kind of an odd year, we are sorting, we are starting to get into uh, prestige film season, Oscar season in a way, Bob. Uh, and for today's episode, we're going to play a little drinking game. Uh, everybody drink whenever we say the title of the film. Frank. Frank. Well, that, Hayes, that's a great segue into my opening bit because I think we're still looking for our masterpiece, and I only do my best work when I'm blind drunk. So let me just have a <laughs> swig, dear boy. Cheers. Mm. Mankin. Herman Mankiewicz uh, Man- with a Herman Z Mankiewicz. out of nowhere. <laughs> Mank is the new film by da- uh, David Fincher. It premiered or dropped on Netflix uh, this past Friday. You know, on any normal year, this would be big Oscar bait. This would be, I think this is kind of Netflix's Roma or uh, Irishman yeah. this year. I think it's their big push. Um, it's obviously the story of the creation of Citizen Kane. Um, it definitely helps to watch this film before. It's a lot of fun to watch it afterwards. Um, I did both. I watched it before, a few months ago, in anticipation. I uh, watched this movie twice just because I had a friend that wanted to see it. And then uh, we took down Citizen Kane after that because he hadn't seen it. Wow. Uh, and, he, and he had no idea the, the, the twist or anything about it. So that was kind of a cool experience. I, I don't know anybody that doesn't know what Rosebud is. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. That is a fun experience. It reminds me uh, a couple years ago I was living with someone that had no reference level to O.J. Simpson at all, and we were watching <laughs> that O.J. Simpson doc. Yeah, that we were watching that O.J. Simpson documentary, and she goes, "Wait a minute, he gets away with this?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that. Otherwise, this would yeah. just be a murder trial. It would. That's why it's so popular. That's is why he, Greg Ott has a career. <laughs> Greg Ott's. So yeah, the uh, to to watch a movie." With with a twist like Rosebud and with someone that has fresh eyes, I'm sure that was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Who's OJ Simpson? <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. What did you think of it? What do you think of it? I, I, I had mixed feelings, brother, and I wanted to like this so much. I don't know if I was as fired up as you were, in going and watching a bunch of Citizen Kane, and and I know you've seen this twice. I think that your comparison to the Irishman is a good place for us to start because I really believe this is a movie that's not for everybody and especially with the Netflix community is going to be received similarly to what happened with the Irishman. I really like film history. We were just talking off air about just all the things we like to discover in terms of production, in terms of behind-the-scenes story and inside baseball with the industry. And so, you know, a movie like like this, directed by a director who I think is really interesting, 
Uh, I was. I people love David Fincher on Netflix. I know, and I'm, and I was uh, just Mine Hunters, big, big, big bucks. I was, I was really, I was really here for it, but at the end of the day, it was lacking in terms of my emotional investment to any character, and at, and that if I'm gonna be honest with myself, even even a movie that's as technically interesting and sound as this one is. My one of my main rules on if I like a movie or not is am I invested in the characters and and I just wasn't and there was long stretches of this movie where I was getting disinterested and it, it I had to actively fight the the urge to to do something else and and I think maybe if I was in the theater I I don't know if, how that experience would have been changed but I I just wasn't into the the main conflicts of this movie I wasn't really super into Herman Mankiewicz himself and so. I kind of have a middling grade, despite being really impressed with the movie technologically. Yeah, uh, it, so you think people just won't have the time for this? I think that know, the like, plot uh, with Irishman. Yeah, I think the plot is not engaging enough, and people aren't going to appreciate a the film history or b the technical elements of this movie, which are pretty wondrous. I don't think that the plot is going to keep them engaged, and they're going to call it boring. That's what I think. Well, yeah, so it's filmed digitally, and then they added sort of the cigarette burns and the it it. So Citizen Kane, it can be argued, and I know this has been overstated and, and you know, uh, said to death, but uh, quite possibly America's greatest contribution to the arts, let alone film, let alone directing, or, or I mean, th- this is a film in, like, 1942 that broke every rule, uh, essentially created the art of direction, like shot selection, cinematography, narrative structure um it it can't be it can't be overstated how important this film is um and it it really does make the viewing experience better if you've recently revisited citizen kane because you you see all the easter eggs you kind of you're you're in on the joke in a in a way and herman mankiewicz was was like a well-known he was like one of the funniest people of his day and and the the dialogue in the script i think is it's really witty and really funny and it it greatly benefits from a second watching the first time i watched it i actually almost fell asleep i had to take a mid-movie nap uh just to get through the (laughs) the final half hour just because i was not in the right frame of mind but like the second time i watched it you know i went over to my buddy's house we put it on his projector it's you know blackout curtains it's like a movie going experience and that's what this movie needs which again being you know i mean i don't really care how many people watch three minutes of this movie or whatever netflix is going to report you really have to recreate a theater-going experience to even really appreciate this, but for a lot of people, even to give it a shot. But I'm the target audience, right? Like, I'm a dude who likes film history, a dude who's here for that kind of movie, and I just, in terms of the actual beat-to-beat, scene-to-scene storytelling, wasn't into it. And and like you said, yes, it's, it is really fun because you get these... And, and Herman Mankiewicz weaved a lot of his own life and his own perspective into that Citizen Kane masterpiece. And you get a lot of that in, in some of the meta of this movie, whether it's he's you, you see the hand and the in the liquor bottle roll out of his hand when he goes uh-huh. into sedation. And that's like the rosebud snow globe falling out or you see the, the woman on the boat or there's these or he, he's walking around that Xanadu like. Yeah. zoo and you know it's like okay cool like here here's a lot of the elements that are actually in 
in Citizen Kane, and he's he's working with a lot of his own perspective. And I really like the scene, and it's it's very meta. But the the script analysis or the lackey for Orson Welles comes over, and he's like, "You're asking a lot of the motion picture audience. This is a hodgepodge of ideas and a collection of fragments that leap around like Mexican jumping beans." And all of a sudden, Mank goes, "Well." I'm trying to give, I'm trying to capture a man's life and you can't do that in two hours. You can only give the impression of it. And that's very meta for what they're doing in this movie as well, right? I did like how meta and self-referential it is though. I get, that's part of the fun. It, it's filmmakers making a film about filmmakers. And, and yeah, maybe it's a, bit, a little bit too nerdy, but I, I just, yeah, okay. So you didn't really connect with the characters so much. I think it moves too fast to really have any major emotional impact. I just, I just, you gotta kind of keep up with the cues. I, and what, what's kind of fun about a second watch of it is because the, the, the present day storyline is linear, but the flashbacks aren't always. They'll, they'll jump back a few years, and then we'll go way back, and we'll see how this guy, uh, he, he brought this guy into Hollywood, and this guy, hit her, aunt, his aunt, got him into the William Randolph Hearst, Hearst. circle, yeah. and. And, and so picking up these little like, oh, that's where you got this inspiration. This is where this comes from. His friendship with her in, inspires yeah. this character. And, and that is cool, man. And it really is a story of how stories come to be and how real life influence can can interject itself into a story or in this case a masterpiece and so to show where that influence is coming, especially if you're a fan of Citizen Kane, was interesting. I just wish I was more emotionally invested in him and in his struggle. Yeah, see, I guess we're because I'm just fascinated by the facts and this is not a documentary. It, it, it's a documentary with like a, a witty kind of tongue in cheek script. Um, it, I, the, you know, it's like it's like the crown on Netflix. This is not this is a work of fiction. You know, they don't need to have some sort of disclaimer at the top you know for people to not get so offended by what is being displayed but i i i do kind of like that it's see for me i just i i love the facts i love like this i love seeing how a masterpiece gets made or someone's interpretation of how it was made going in i thought that you know this savant uh, orson wells was given free reign which he largely was but a guy that was just doing dust-ups on Mercury theater scripts was kind of given the job of like give me a narrative to kind of go in and do something with I didn't really know anything about Herman Mankiewicz I had no idea that I, this is the only Oscar that the film won is screenwriting yeah. and he's the first credit it's I just think it's Citizen Kane is so much more interesting I guess at the end of the day to me than the development of the script, I think it reminds me of that Hitchcock movie in 2012, where it was Anthony Hopkins playing Hitchcock creating Psycho, and it's just yeah. like okay, he, just Hitchcock's movies were so much more interesting than Hitchcock the person, <laughs> you know. And this is well, like, yeah, I mean, the, Citizen Kane is obviously better than Mank. Oh, I, I'm not even, but I'm just saying, like, just the creation it's it's enough for me to read maybe a, a three or four page article on and and be uh, fascinated yeah. not necessarily a, a two-hour drama and i just like if you're going to go there i mean i just at the end of the day and i, I don't want to sound like a i'm beating a dead horse here but i mean were you really emotionally invested in mank did you feel the triumph when he 
gets this masterpiece and like outduels Orson Welles to to get his credit and I mean I didn't really feel that and and I get it at the top of the movie his wife's getting him changed and he's like I still need to write my masterpiece and once he realizes it he wants the credit and and, and it's important and he basically burns down his professional career to to get his name stamped on that and and, and that's why it's relevant and but I just there was n- not enough besides me just sticking it out to for me to say like this was a really enjoyable experience no i just i i guess i i guess sometimes i don't care if it's more style over substance i i don't need a cathartic moment in every sort of film in every single film um just kind of getting a look behind the scenes what was kind of enough and also it's so stylized so stylized that like getting to see what the you know the motion picture industry in the 30s and 40s might have been like was kind of cool and what what an asshole uh, Louis B. Mayer was yeah, and well. the whole MGM. <laughs> I think just like con- yeah, that was cool because y- you could see that he was combining elements of Hearst and Louis B. Mayer into what would later become a Kane, right? Well, he's the Sancho Panza to the Don exactly, Quixote, yeah. which is that 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 drunken monologue at the end. It's like, oh, I, I've always wanted to do a Don Quixote script, and then I just didn't have the players, and then he gets thrust into this bizarre elite society in San Simeon. Uh, and I've actually, I've actually been to Hearst Castle. I didn't actually go up and take the tour because it's now closed as well. But, it, I mean, what an, an incredible palatial estate. It's so bizarre someone would build that for themselves. And he was the richest man in the like in the world, and, and he could do that. And then, But Mayer wasn't far behind. He was the first CEO to get a million-dollar yearly salary. Uh, these guys were just mega wealthy, and they're asking people cut. to take pay cuts. Uh, oh man! Well, and that's and that's you know that's the really the the driving theme of Citizen Kane is he once had a lot of values, and he's in time and over time been overcome with wealth and greed, and obviously that there's that that scene at the end with Mank, everybody drink. and Hearst, where he's like, I'm saying this stuff not out of frustration but sorrow. I'm sad. I'm sad that this is the story that I'm telling and, and where you've come. And, and then he gives you the line of the, the monkey in the organ. And, um, you know, you're, you're basically mm-hmm. my monkey doing my bidding. I'm the person pulling the strings here. And I, yeah. I mean, that stuff was cool. I wish we had more moments like that. And I guess less like, something. what's that guy's name? Charles dance. Uh, uh, Ty oh yeah. Or... That guy from game of Thrones. Yeah incredible just incredible voice it just if he barely says anything all movie just has such a pops just sitting in that chair that so that was why a second viewing she uh his mistress refers to him as pops i was like who is this his daughter i like it took me a minute to like draw that that conclusion i was like i i didn't really i don't i didn't get that she was the mistress for a long time i did like that the whole um court jester sort of uh allegory yeah they reference um, that a couple yeah, times yeah where he's just in the back shot like that, that that's what i that's that's what i would be yeah. doing you know just like in the back you know just like kind of piping up with some like asides yeah i it was it was it was okay i i, I know i've been dumping on it a little bit if i had to give a grade i would probably give a, a c plus b minus um, and, and again, I think that I think the triumph of the movie is just what they did technically. And and you, I, you notice the cigarette burns, too. That was cool. They kind of made it a little grainy at points or the sound mixing was very 1940s kind of uh, echo chamber like, you know, the score Trent Reznor. 
doing a doing a just a yeah, spot man. on forty score, which was really cool and and not common. Dude, about. like like totally out of his wheel. yeah. I was like they they use Reznor for this. <laughs> We're cool. I know why. Yeah, why? <laughs> Uh, but he's just great, man. I mean, like, yeah, this is not like the social network score, which is very much kind of all, sort of Nine Inch Nailsy. This is just way outside of his comfort zone, and it's it's cool. It's great. Yeah, so that's the stuff that I think I could I was was able to really appreciate. And then Gary Oldman's just fucking, you know, that's his gig now. Is I'm gonna play dudes from the '40s that were somewhat culturally relevant, and I'm just gonna come in here and. Be an old man. It reminded me a lot of his Churchill, just like kind of like with a cigar and a and something to drink, sitting in bed dictating. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just fat old man in bed screaming at young women <laughs> taking <laughs> care of him. <laughs> yeah. Write this down. <laughs> quip, quip, quip. Dictation, dictation, man. Do you think it was too much of like a guy in bed writing? Ah, uh, no. I mean, they get him out, and and you know, they. It's almost. The, the the writer who I believe is David Fincher's late father. Yeah, he wrote this in um, the nineties. You know, they're they're trying to write this with with the ear of Herman Mankiewicz, and it's almost like Herman Mankiewicz writing his own movie, yeah. right? And that's why you get the title cards because it's hard to tell when it's a flashback and when it's not. You need that kind of exterior flashback, nineteen thirty five outside of the whatever the fuck hotel room mm-hmm. like 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 you, you get those little and it's it's kind of a clever way to to do a title for a, a flashback but you know they, they definitely have an ear for it and, it and it has a rhythm and and you get the feel of of a of a movie that's referencing the 30s and the 40s so yeah that's, it's a, almost, that's a success it's almost autobiographical from a third person's perspective it, it's it's, I don't know. It's kind of cool like that. I, I, I just, I really, I was just really into the style. I mean, if I had to give it a grade, it'd be more like a A minus B plus. I mean, I'm not saying this is like a slam dunk best picture in, in you know, in any year. Uh, I think Amanda Seyfried was really great. Good. I mean, who's thought about her for a while? Um, yeah. I thought she kind of really nailed um, the essence of that character while also not being like a caricature um, of, of the character from, I forget the actress's name. She's famous, but uh, for, from Marion Davies. Bain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it got into a little bit of... <laughs> I'm really ragging on this movie, but I, I didn't mind it, but it got a little caricature for me with just the majority of the cast. Like, it just... Everyone very much, like, has the 40s rhythm, and I know that's the way that they talked a lot in those movies, but I, I just... Everyone kind of had their, their show on, you know? Yeah. Did you not uh, get that? Yeah, but th- that's the that's the... That's the thing. That's I what know. you sign up for. I mean, what were you expecting? I mean, were you just I wanted it? everyone to sound like Jake Gyllenhaal. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. It just, it, 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 there was a lot of style to it. It obviously, that's the whole, that's why we're there. The whole thing is to give you a feel and a rhythm. I just, the, an example of where it worked to me was something like The Aviator, where it, it just wasn't so heavy-handed. There was still very much a sense of, of, of theme and style and people behaved in a certain way. It just it, it washed over me a, a little cleaner than the the way that a lot of the characters in this movie did. Well, so when this trailer came out, I was like, oh, my God, this is like David Fincher does Hail Caesar, uh, which mm. was a Coen Brothers movie I wasn't really into because it's so overtly stylized and kind of cheesy, corny, supposed to be kind of a send up of the time period while being kind of, you know, true to, you know, form or whatever. I, I just, I, I was pleasantly surprised that this had a bit more, 
substance and, and weight to it than a movie like Hail Caesar, which is more slapstick. I thought this was, it had enough kernels of truth and kind of enough like, ooh, maybe this is how it kind of went down. And also I thought the guy playing Orson Welles really nailed the voice. Yeah, he killed it. That was my favorite part for sure. I wish we had more Orson, but then if we had more Orson, I'd be like, maybe dial him back a little bit. So they probably used the right amount of Orson. I just really enjoyed it. Left me wanting yeah. more, I guess. Well, yeah, because he's kind of like this uh, this dark, you know, uh, th- this boy genius. I mean, he's only 24 years old, and so he all cool. says, oh. it's just incredible. I, and he's well, kind of the villain. He he becomes, there's a lot of villains in this, whether it's Hearst or Mayer and, and, and Orson Welles, just a, a lot of the adversaries <laughs> and it, that that Mank comes across, everybody drink. But uh, I love the scene when he smashes the, the, the bottle of booze, the whole case of booze that that Mank has and uh, Mank goes and he writes in, he's like, okay, act three, like a violent outburst. And then uh, that, that that gets built into, it gets baked into Citizen Kane. And it's just yeah, like, okay, and then there's Orson another one. Is like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe that would be good actually. <laughs> <laughs> but do, I mean, what about like uh, his like German caretaker who, uh, and, and, and the woman who's also tasked with helping him. It's like, I can't believe you're, you're helping him with this ruse of like pouring out these roofies and, and getting this these this whiskey into these bottles, and she tells a story about how Herman Mankiewicz was able to like evacuate this whole village. Hundred, yeah, hundred village. Yeah, of people. and that was really sweet. Yeah, it's it's uh, humanizing because at that point in the movie, he's just basically a, a blowhard, and he's a drunk, and he's kind of treating these women poorly, and and it's a way to humanize him, you know, and a way to say like, you know, this is a guy that 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 did have good qualities. And not everyone in Hollywood was just a a, a gluttonous ass. And so, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, quick, get out here! Uh, there's millions to be made, and all the competition are idiots. Yeah, um, which was kind of a fun telegram. You know, I also thought, did you did you catch this? With it felt timely in a little bit of a way with the election of Upson Sinclair and whoever he was running against, but just this whole Democrats are oh, socialists oh, sure. in the media spin and it's like okay we're we're still we're still getting a lot of that on our side and in the fear of the socialism it was it, it what's cool about that sequence is that it informs the um the election that occurs in citizen kane where kane kind of started out as this idealist and then he's trying to take down an idealist uh because he claims he's trying to start like a uh, social re- socialist revolution whereas when he took over his you know parents or uh, his caretakers uh, newspaper company he was trying to take down industry so i mean the parallels there but yeah and also cut to present day where of course we have this guy backed by big banks studio execs you know he, he all he cares about is the one percent uh bottom do- bottom line yeah and, and and you know upton sinclair is now kind of the the democratic socialist as everyone likes to say yeah i mean it it's got parallels backwards and forwards i i think it's yeah I mean, it's just kind of fun about it and then I, there's some there's some really clever lines. One I wrote down was in communism everybody shares the poverty, yeah. whereas socialism everyone shares the wealth. Or maybe I'm getting that backwards the way he says it in the movie. But just just a cool little mank yeah. line and and it's so again you're 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 getting those those moments and you're seeing how he 
becomes why the why the script is so motivating and also so personal to him and and that's where he gets his his breakthrough his masterpiece is by adding a lot of his personal experience into the script yeah exactly i mean what what's also kind of fun about it i mean this this has to break the record for the most times uh the title of the film occurs <laughs> in a film yeah call me mank <laughs> yeah uh, which is also, which is usually so lame whenever it happens. But uh, I mean, when it's a guy's name, or whatever. Yeah, and you said that it was originally conceived in the '90s. It was written by his dad in the '90s, and yeah, no one so wanted to produce it, right? David Fincher's dad, who was a former journalist, uh, wrote this in the '90s, uh, based on a. Uh, oh man, I, I forget the the author right now. I'm blanking, but uh, there was an essay uh, written in the '70s, essentially taking down Orson Welles. Uh, for stealing someone's credit on the writing of, of one of the greatest films ever made. Um, and so David Fincher's dad kind of took that essay and kind of created a, uh, like, you know, he, he had an idea for a script about it, and then he was convinced by his son to write a screenplay, and they did it in, like, the late 90s. And then, you know, this was on the back of, like, Alien 3, and Fincher was kind of like you know, disenfranchised with the Hollywood system and blah, 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 blah. He then went on to be very successful, obviously. And Seven and all these Yeah, other. Seven blew up, and then his career took off. And then, you know, he goes to Netflix. He, do, he does Mindhunter. Um, oh, and, and House of Cards. You know, he brought House of Cards to them. So he was he's really at the forefront of Netflix's success. Yeah. So, you know, they gave him a blank check to do whatever he wants. And uh, I, don't, I don't think this cost a ton of money, but... Uh, you know, his dad passed away, like, uh, I think in early 2000s, and he, he – obviously, they must have updated it. But uh, yeah. he's the he's the sole credit on the film, his dad. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, obviously, a very – like, the quintessential passion project, uh, producing your late father's script of, uh, you know, something passionate to him. And I – I, you know, I just think they did a great job, and the story, the story of the making of the making of the film. I, I, there's just so so much intrigue here. Um, the the fact that maybe the characters you don't have an emotional connection to them, I almost don't know that it matters. Um, there's just so much interest in terms of how Citizen Kane was made, and then how this movie was made, and the telling of how Citizen Kane was made. Anyway. Okay. Well, I'm what? out here fake crying like Louis B. Mayer at Irving Thalberg's funeral, <laughs> dropping my. Yeah, that was really emotional. Handkerchief drop. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mank. <laughs> I know, man. I'm I'm probably being too critical on it. I but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to it and and say, bring just bring a little more emotional little drama and and that's normally I I get that in spades with with uh, Fincher movies, but um, overall technically very sound uh, interesting watch interesting stories makes me want to do a little bit more research clearly you have and give citizen kane another watch yeah well watching citizen kane after this is really cool because obviously it's like it it really holds up i mean you watch a movie from 2020 you go back and watch a movie from 1940 and you're like man this this is really cooking you know what i mean it's like the you can see how this has influenced modern day cinema it's just it, it really needs to be appreciated it's just such an incredible movie yeah if you haven't seen citizen kane uh, let us be the first to tell you give it a watch (laughs) yeah if you want to do a little uh back to backer a nice little seven hour back to backer you can do mank and give it a stream (laughs) 
Uh, both films are about two hours, so it's okay, not like well, a, some marathon. Um, yeah, well, cool. All right, man. Well, uh, I, I thought this was a lot of fun, and uh, I, I would recommend it. Um, I yeah. mean, uh, how would, what other prestige dramas are being dropped right now? None. <laughs> None <laughs> is the answer. Yeah, so. I mean, like, you know, we're in the middle of December. Usually we're uh, balls deep in Oscar contenders. and I know, it's... There's nothing. Oh, we've got we've got this and Sound of Metal, which uh, little plug we'll be talking about that next. I yeah, I gotta check that out. Um, there's a few documentaries coming out of Sundance. Time, I've heard a lot of good stuff about. That's on Amazon, but everything's been held back. I mean, what do we got? This is it. So I should be thankful and grateful, and I am. I am honestly. It's a, a movie that takes chances. It's a movie that is not a remake, uh, not a not a fourth installment, not a retelling so i'll i'll be happy with it and take my medicine yeah there you go um take that for what it's worth uh i for me it's uh i'm just excited to have you know uh award season uh worthy films to kind of dissect absolutely and hollywood loves the smell of its own farts so with that said (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Hollywood loves a movie about Hollywood. That is so (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to wash your hands. Stay safe. See Citizen Kane. And we'll check you next time. Bye. Bye.